You are listening to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip. Welcome, my friends. Today, I'm going to talk to Shay Bynes about grace over grind. And this was a message that was challenging to me in many ways. You may not know this since I'm a Texas girl, but I was born in the Midwest. And Midwestern people have a very strong work ethic. But when we're talking about doing business with God, there are some unforced rhythms of grace that we need to learn. And I love this conversation with Shay because she challenges me in her book on a few of these things, but she also just gives all the the praise and the glory to God. So I would love for y'all to grab a copy of her book, Grace Over Grind, and listen to this incredible conversation with Shay Bynes. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free. Jay Bynes, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited about this conversation. Misty, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it too. You and I have had a couple of chats behind the scenes and I really enjoy getting to know you. So this will be fun. Yes, same here. I think we first spoke together for the Kingdom Collaborators and you're like, we've got to connect and we have a lot of friends in common. And I'm so glad that I found you. I love your message. You just re-released your book, Grace Over Grind, which is definitely a message that is resonating with me in this season. So I'm excited to jump into this uh, conversation with Let's you. Let's do it. I want to know what prompted you to write this book. So what's, what's your story? Yeah, so there's kind of levels to this thing. So I'll first say this. One of the promptings, a major prompting behind writing this book is that several years ago, I was in this place where I would say I was, I would probably define it as I'm doing business for God. You know, like I'm here doing these things and I'm doing this thing for the glory of God. I still had a little kind of grind culture going on in me, you know, and I remember sitting in church and our pastor gave a message on Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And this is the scripture I commonly know when Jesus is like, come to me, all of those who are weary and heavy laden, you know, I'll give you rest. He talks about, you know, how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's it's those scriptures, but he read it in the message and I had never heard it before. And it's... (laughs) Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? I also heard, or business, come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And Misty, when I heard that, 
it hit me like lightning and water simultaneously. And I was like, there is a gap between what I'm experiencing here in my life and in my business. So, so personal and professional life. And what I'm hearing is this invitation that I have with Jesus. And so that started the, okay, I, I want to know what this looks like, Lord, like, show me this. I want to know what's, first of all, what's an unforced rhythm of grace? And what does this look like really for me to walk with you, to work with you, to keep company with you, like, show me that really practically. And that's how it started. You know, and it was funny though, Misty, because at that time, this was like maybe six months after I'd started Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur which is all about doing business and partnership with God. But it was in those early stages of me walking this new assignment that I had from God out. I had to learn that fundamental piece on the front end because I still had a little of that kind of grind culture in me. And now I was about to take that into a, I'll just do this for God, (laughs) you know, context. Absolutely. You know, that's the same way that it was for me when I started Spark Media because I prayed about it. Spark was an answer to a prayer that the Lord gave me. And I had no idea how to start a podcast conference. I mean, I just literally, that was the thing he told me and I had no idea. So I had to show up every morning with my journal and God and be like, what do I do today? Who do I call? How do I make this happen? And he was so sweet to me in that time. Now, I do pray through everything when it comes to Spark Media and all the things that I'm doing there, but I can also get caught up in I've got to be the one doing this for God. And I love the scripture in the message and the way that it's written as well. It's so, so powerful because there's an invitation. I love that you said that, an invitation to work with him and his burden is easy. It's easy. It's not difficult. So I, I love that so much. Let's talk about the hustle. Hustle and grind culture versus the kingdom of God. I love that you 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 said this quote in the first chapter. Too many believers idolize hard work. Ouch! They exalt hard work over the presence of God. What are some signs that we may be that we may be grinding over the presence of God? Yeah. And by the way, that was what I call a Holy Ghost mic drop. That's something the Holy Spirit said to me that I was like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you think about the grind, you know, Merriam-Webster even defines it at this point. It's excessive hard work. And so I also like to say that's doing that's like working primarily in your own strength. And so some of the signs of that, it's interesting because a lot of people equate that to the idea of I'm working, you know, 70 hours a week or I'm working too many hours a week. But it's not just about the number of hours a week that you're working. It's the manner in which you work. So, for example, if you find yourself in a place where you are consistently having anxiety, financial anxiety, you're concerned about what's coming in, what's going out, like it's it's constant concern of yours. If you just lack peace, if you have what I call the mind grind where you are consistently overanalyzing things, you're stagnated by your overanalysis and you're paralyzed by it. If you're motivated by people who are like your haters and you're like, you want to prove somebody wrong. Like there's so many things that just create this, this in us that we think that we have to make something particularly happen. You've got to force something that it all relies on you. If it's going to be, it's up to me. I'm going to pray like it depends on God, but I'm going to (laughs) work like it all depends on me. Right. It's just like 
these, these things that come up. And so for everyone, it's different, but it really is. There's so many things. It's like sneaky the way it'll show up on you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, t- I said that I started the Spark Conference that way and somewhere in the messy middle of doing all of the things when I'm freaking out, I was grinding my teeth at night. Um, I was so stressed about it. I would dream about it and think about it, even though I had started it in this beautiful relationship with the Lord somewhere in the process, I started acting like it depended on me instead of trusting that the Lord has called me to it. He's going to see me through it. And whatever the outcome is, is what he wants. And it was a beautiful, amazing thing that has continued to just flourish and and grow in ways that I never could have imagined. But I know that it is a struggle for me to to do it in my own strength and then to let it go and to let God to do that. So how are some ways that we can invite God into our business and into our work? Yeah. So the, the starting place that I usually recommend is this idea of daily business meetings with God. You know, there's a lot of people who are like me, which was, I just really even have this concept that God desired to like do business with me. You know, my, my version of abiding in him would be, I read these scriptures, check. You know, I, I sang these worship songs in the morning, check. You know, it's like that used to be my thing. But what I realized is that I can have daily business meetings with God and really seek his mind and his heart concerning what I'm doing in business. I can have plans, but I yet I can sit with him and submit those plans to him and ask him questions. It's a dialogue. What What's your heart concerning this business? What's your heart concerning these plans I've got on this, you know, these, these priorities? What's your thought concerning these things? I started engaging God in the details. I wanted to capture the father's heart concerning it. I want to capture the mind of Christ concerning it. And I want to know what instructions and what wisdom I could glean from Holy Spirit concerning how I navigate it. Right. And so I started having these daily business meetings with God and the way I cultivated Misty, like a confidence that like I can hear his voice and like he speaks to me. And what that looks like is I was like, I'm going to sit in these scriptures and I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to speak to me as I'm reading this scripture, I used to kind of read for achievement and not necessarily, you know, understanding in revelation, but I really started saying like, Holy spirit, talk to me while I'm reading this scripture. And I realized that he was beginning to show me things, speak to me about certain things in my life and my business that was above the, the literal words that I'm reading on that page. And so I just started saying, you know what? I got talking to me. And so I was like practicing in that way. And so I started really seeking him about business. And here was the thing, Misty. I was willing to take a step in faith based off of what I believed was what he was showing me. Instead of being stagnated and wondering if I needed a hundred confirmations or wondering, is this, is this the devil? Is this the pizza I ate last night? Is this whatever? I just said, I'm going to operate as if in faith, because it's not counter to the scripture. And I'm going to watch and see how God confirms, reveals, or even course corrects as I go. And that freedom to move like that really helped me to cultivate confidence and engage God differently in business. Yeah, I love I love that. One of the other things that you talk about is a Kairos moments. So how can we have these Kairos moments in our business? So explain what that is for people who may not know. And then how can we have those Kairos moments? Yeah. And so I I talk about this in this uh, chapter about sustainable rhythms, because that's one of the gifts of working by the power of God's grace. And a lot of times we operate in this concept of what's called like 
chronos time, which is minutes, you know, seconds, weeks, days, hours, you know, months. And we live our lives based off of just like just the circumstances and the measurements of that time. When we're talking about Kairos moments or Kairos timing, we're talking about God timing, opportune times. And so as citizens of the kingdom of God, we get to live in the beauty as much as possible from a Kairos timing moment, knowing that us living and from that space actually creates things that happen in our, and that measurement of Kronos time in the months and the years and the weeks, et cetera. Right. And so how do we, how do we begin to not be limited by our perspective of what needs to happen in what particular timing we abide in him and we, and we focus on being diligent and the things he's that, you know, God has put on our hearts to do and trusting him to be the God of the outcome. This is something that you mentioned earlier on when you're just like, I had to learn how to let, to release the outcome, let God be the source of that outcome, but yet I can still be diligent in my input. Right. Absolutely. And so one of the things I talk about in that chapter also, Misty, is that some people tend to move super, super slow because they want like all the confirmations and they have all the concerns and they want to make sure they get it right. And then there's some people who tend to go super fast. That's you and I. So we <laughs> right. default to fast mode because right. we're like, you know, you got a blueprint, you got a strategy and we're off to the races. Right. And so I talk about how we have these default modes that we're, that we're, that are in our wiring, but how do we submit those to God so that the ones who are moving too slow, find that pace of working with God, the pace of his grace and trusting those God moments, those God timings and those redirections and that movement. And how do us who typically move fast, find that place of slowing down, knowing that work actually does mean like, Work doesn't mean that I have to have my hand in something. Work also looks like that moment in prayer, that, that conversation I was having with God, that walk that I took where the Lord was showing. That was work too, right? So we have to find these places and spaces where we can release this idea of what needs to be done and, and how quickly it needs to be done and when I need my answers and all of those things and trust those God moments where it's just like these things happen in opportune moments and being sensitive to how he invades our, our timeframes and our places and spaces. Yeah. I just had one of those as I announced the spark conference and did a call for speaker submission. So I'm still in that process. And I got a, a message from a friend of mine who is a podcaster locally. And she said, this guy is in town taking some meetings. And I really feel like you need to meet him. And he is a vocal coach. And so I said, sure, I'd love to meet him. She said, he coaches Carrie Job. He coaches for King and Country. He coaches. And we sat down and we just had this incredible incredible God moment that I knew without a doubt that he was supposed to be. And I didn't have that on my radar at all. But when my friend reached out to me, I was like, this is amazing. I haven't even announced this yet. So uh, for those of you listening, announcements are coming. But, you know, it was definitely a Kairos moment. As I was sitting there, I'm like, Lord, won't you do it? Like, I feel like I've got to do all these things, but you're going to give me exactly what I need in your perfect timing. So, so amazing. Now I want to yes. move the conversation yes. to something that I love. I love that example. Yeah, I want to move the conversation to something that I'm a huge fan of, but also in reading your chapter, figured out that I struggle with it a little bit myself. So this is about collaborations. So I am a huge fan of 
of Kingdom Collaborations. I partner with lots of different people in the industry. I feel like we're all on God's team and we need to find ways to work together. That is the core of who I am and what I do. And people that know me, that work with me, they know that. I'm very, I live very open-handed with every opportunity that comes my way. However, I've also been burned by people when I've given up control of things and brought them in and they haven't you know, and so I think that in this chapter, you, you you establish some lies that we can believe about collaborations and then the truth that we know the truth sets us free. So could you share a few of those? Because I found this to be really fascinating. I actually want to redirect this question to you for a moment based off of what you just said, because I think it'll be helpful. What? So when you when you were talking about how that is a challenge of yours, What do you think, like, because I assume that that sometimes impacts like the next relational thing or a next opportunity and how you might kind of navigate that, that place and space for that next potential collaboration or whether you should even walk into that or whatever. I'm curious to know what are some of the things that you tell yourself or the thoughts that go through your mind that create that discomfort for you on this? I think it's more about letting go control because I know if I do everything myself, it'll get done right. It will be done with excellence. And so letting go of some of the things that I really don't need to be doing, but because I've been burned a couple of different times and because once, you know, I I will expand my capacity to be able to do more because I have a team surrounding me, then it's almost like when they, you know, like fail me, then it's really, it's it's difficult to pick yourself back up and keep going. So it's easier to just hold on to everything than it is to to trust. Although I still have lots of, of, on the opposite side of that, I've got lots of kingdom collaborations that I'm all about. So it's only, I think about specifically about the things that maybe I'm just trying to control. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because I think I think that's I think that's part of it, right? It's like it's actually a bit of an illusion, actually, that if we maintain the control of all of it, that therefore all will be well and I avoid all the, you know, whatever. Right. When you think about when God orchestrates a thing and there's people in it, that whole thing around even trusting God in the midst of that, even when some things don't go exactly the way that you hoped or you wanted, or if there's a, there's an issue where someone didn't do things, something the way you really would have hoped or what have you is that there's actually, there's actually goodness. Although sometimes it doesn't feel like it, there's actually goodness in the process of a trusting God, allowing him to bring the right people and allowing the development even of what needs to happen in, in these collaborations, because it's really a falsehood to think that if you just do it all on your own, it will grow, it will thrive, and this will hit the bullseye on what God's desiring to do. When when you have a God side, when you've got a God-inspired vision, it is always well beyond you. So it's, like a, it's really a falsehood. It's like, you think that that might be the case? You're like, because really, I would have just done it like this. And and I got to tell you, CEO of the company that I co-founded, you know, and having to release from a leadership perspective, a, a decision-making perspective to somebody else while I maintain an advisory position, which is not decision-making, right? But it would be a falsehood for me to believe 
that if I just maintained that CEOC, and by the way, beyond when God said so, that I could like actually experience all of what God desired, what, what's on his heart concerning this thing. It's always bigger than us. And there's just a process in cultivating and being open to collaboration and the development of relationships and people and how those things come together. It is a process and it is a, it's absolutely a, uh, a journey of trusting, trusting God and trusting God in others. Yeah, you're so right, so wise. And also, God has gifted each one of us so beautifully and so differently with unique skills and talents. And what I have found over the years is that I don't have to do everything. There are things that only I can do if I'm the host of this podcast. I can have a guest host to step in, but really, I'm the one who needs to be doing these interviews. However, there are other things like doing the show notes. That's not something that I have to do. I mean, somebody who who's really gifted in that area, giving them an opportunity to grow in their skills or to advance their business. And so I've definitely learned to operate in my giftings and bring people alongside me that can operate in their giftings. And that's the way the body of Christ is meant to work together. Yeah, that's it. We're, we are we are a body. <laughs> and so and it's like we're learning more and more how to operate and function like a body. My husband often says that part of the problem in the body of Christ is that uh, a person will think that the the that their body part in the body is like a whole finger. And so this is where the grind shows up because you think you're a whole finger but you're actually not a whole finger. You're like this tiny folks can't see me because this isn't video, but like you're this tiny little, very important, but tiny little thing inside the finger. But there's a whole bunch of others that make up the finger and the ability for the finger to do what the finger does. And so when we think of ourselves as a larger part a larger piece, then we actually will then carry on a burden that's never supposed to be ours. That's really supposed to be in the place that happens in in uh, collaboration. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that example. Okay, one last thing that I want to talk to you about, and that is supernatural favor. Supernatural favor. You talk about that in the book. And for people who've not experienced that, what are you talking about? Yeah. So what's awesome about favor, which is just really just the the goodness of God, where God orchestrates things that are just well beyond you. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have made that happen. You know, God created the space for it. And a lot of times the favor of God, it's like, it's not even just for you. It's really about that we're able to give away to others. Right. And I mean that, I don't mean like give it away to others. Like, Oh, because therefore it's just financial. I mean, favor of God shows up in all types of ways. Now, when we're doing it in our own strength, because there is favor, you can get the favor of man and you can earn it right? There's books that'll teach you on all the things that you can do to earn favor of man, right? Right. And so there's that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong necessarily with that, but when God orchestrates a thing and when God's favor opens up a door, you know, whether it's a relational door, a a financial door or whatever the door is, it's not even so much about because we're awesome, but it's because he's awesome. And he's desiring as we're coming in alignment with the assignment and the thing that we are called to do, that he's creating these openings and these spaces to make that path straight for you. And so it's just that goodness of God, that favor of God, and it's in his sovereignty that he releases that and we can walk in that. And it happens in greater measure, the more aligned we are with 
like how we're supposed to be moving or working and working or, you know, in business in this context, right? The more aligned we, that we are with his heart, the more we see the manifestations of God's favor show up in what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes from those those times when we invite God into our business and we absolutely. are talking to him about what it is that he wants us to do because yes. sometimes we think, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do, but if we invite God into it, he'll redirect it. Right. And and I talk a lot about Ephesians where it says, "For this reason I bow my knees before the Father." Right? Yeah. When we surrender to him and to his will and to his plan, then we get the rest of that scripture that is now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask That's or it. think. His plans for us are greater than than our plans are. And when he gives us a yes. big, scary, audacious dream to, to do something for him, we, he does that. So we have to rely on him so that we do bow the, our, our knees before him. And yeah. so I, I love that because that's it. He That's the way he operates. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to this. I mean, this is about abiding in him. It's like I often say intimacy with God is everything. It's like the beginning, the end and everything in between, because it's through as we are cultivating intimacy, intimacy with God that we are growing in alignment. I think about that scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. When you do a word study on it, it's talking about being pliable in his hands. And you think about this intimacy with God as you're growing, it's like you're growing in greater alignment with his heart concerning you, with his mind concerning you. All of those things. And so that, that begins to align your heart's desires with his heart's desires, your dreams and his dreams. And there's such a freedom when you find that place of alignment, because then you realize that you're co-laboring at a whole nother level with him. So it's not even like, oh, I'm going to abide in him, get the blueprint, and now I'm going to go make it happen for him. It's like, no, I actually co-labor with him. And it's a beautiful thing. And I, I believe it's not only an invitation, Misty. I actually believe it's, I, I used to think this was just an invitation. Like years ago, when I wrote this for the first version of this, like I was coming from the place of it's an invitation. Like, don't you want to experience God's best? Like this is an invitation. But now it is my deep conviction that it's not only an invitation. It is that. But it's also how we're called to live as citizens of the kingdom of God. So it's almost like it's an invitation. It's also a mandate. Like we're actually called to this life. I mean, we will be a sign and a wonder to others that we will be and we will truly reveal his glory when we're actually doing it with him. When the fruit of what we're doing really does point to God be the glory for real, not to to us be the glory, because I grinded this thing out of my own strength and I can show you. I can actually tell you anything that anyone's impressed with in my life over the last decade, 12 years. I've got some amazing God stories to tell behind it. It is to God be the glory. Why? Operating with him. Prior to that, anything that anyone said that I was in, that they were impressed by, I can go through a laundry list of what I did to make it happen. And I could say to God be the glory, but it actually wouldn't be because there wouldn't be evidence of his fingerprints all over it. And so I believe that it not only is it an invitation to experience his best, but it's also what we're called to in the body of Christ to really like live work do well in him we live in him we move in him we work in him we have our very being 
Absolutely. I love that. Co-laboring for the kingdom. My friend, the book is Grace Over Grind. Shay Bynes, thank you so much for being a guest today on the By His Grace podcast. Y'all go grab this book. You will not be disappointed. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Misty. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>